and Brownie, he says, have you fished with poppers for whiting? Um, any any advice? So, uh, yes, I think I've got at least one. I think I think I've got one video at least uh, using using poppers uh, for whiting. This was um, in the harbor. I think sometime last uh, last year, I made this I made this video. Got plenty of us uh, small smaller whiting, but um, but yeah, I I do use poppers and I do use uh, stick baits, especially in the in the summer when the whiting are roaming all over the flats. It's a really it's a really good way to chase them uh, when they're hitting um hitting top water, and you'll you'll just see them jockeying for position behind anything that's on the surface, creating a tiny bit of disturbance. And yeah, it's um it's it's gonna I mean it's already happening now, so. Pretty much um, anywhere that you go, wherever you have some flats, even like the last video that I had, I mean, technically that wasn't right on the top of the water because I used a sinking stick bait because the the wind was blowing a little bit too strong and the, the lures would have been bobbing up and down on the surface of the water anyway. So that would have been a problem using surface lures. So just trying to get the same thing going, but with a sinking stick bait, but working it right, right at the top, causing a little bit of commotion. And they were, you know, they were still following it. They weren't ready to hit it on that side of the beach. But, you know, at some stage, that's going to happen. I mean, in the hacking, I've been thinking about doing a video down, yeah, down, down on the, down on the flats. Plenty of whiting there. Have done it in past years. But, um, yeah, that, that was before I, I, I was, I, I was filming for, for YouTube. And um, it's, it's a lot of fun, <laughs> a lot of fun, um, doing that. So. Yeah, maybe maybe um maybe maybe this summer there'll be there'll be a couple of videos chasing whiting. It's it's amazing. It's um once you know you, you don't even have to be doing on the flats as well. Some of the bays in Sydney, I've um caught a few big ones just um fishing in areas where the water doesn't um you know just just where the depth of the water isn't quite so steep and quite so deep. Maybe there's some rocks or some oysters. And just kind of like working it a little bit early in the morning with a particular tide when the fish start roaming, you know, that, that medium level of water level. And um, you, get, you get a selection of brim and uh, whiting as well. And they have been big every time I've caught them that way. So, yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, let, let's, let's get back to the chat. So since, since I've answered that message, I think we've got few more people enter into the stream so yeah good evening guys how's how's it all going we've got uh lukey craig zo he says you you get uh, the shroom uh owen douglas fishing he says get get the dog uh, and blaine blaine sellers what's up brother love your three meter flathead <laughs> okay thank you very much i think i got a couple of 2.8s in the last video but uh yeah we'll stretch it to three we'll stretch it to three trung newen are you going to do a catch and cook before the end of the year? Well, I might film one before the end of the year. I don't know if it'll go up before the end of the year. Something I'll some, something I'll probably do at some stage um, in in this um, next three month period. Got to think of a good idea though. So I don't keep too many fish, but if I'm going to keep one, guys, it'll be a catch and cook. Since you guys uh, want to see that on the channel, and uh, of course, if you guys have any other ideas, any other things that you want to see. Yeah, let me know. I'm always open to suggestions and improvements to the channel. Uh, okay, next, next, next. Ali Kaya says, hey, Shroom, what's your go-to hard body for brim, trevs, flatties? 
don't know which one to start off with. Well, I, I, I don't know in terms of one that's perfect for all three species. I kind of like to just use brim-sized hard bodies, such as really short, fat, fat crank divers. In the 40 mil or slightly shorter lengths, 37 to 40, plenty of brands make hard bodies in that range. You've got, you know, Jackal Chubbies. You've got the one that, that I like to use, the Atomic, you know, the, the Atomic, um, what's it called? What's it called or rather that, you know, that little, little um, short fat diver and the color is in the Ghost Skill Brown or the Muddy Prawn. I've used that a few times in some of my videos. A very good general purpose lure that catches everything. If it, if it catches brim, generally everything else is willing to hit it as well. Now, the, the only reason why I say that that's not the, the best um, hard body for all three species is because, for example, Flathead, they've got such huge mouths and with such small trebles, it can be hard to hook some of them. But mostly um, it's, it's, it's a question about, you know, the size of the wallet. So using these small hard bodies, you can, you're going you're gonna to end up losing a few. You're going to end up losing a few when they go down deep in its gob and then um, that's just going to cause, you know, cause problems when it starts head shaking. For some reason, touch wood, if I, you know, if I just jinx myself, that has not, well, let's not say never. I can't remember the last time that's happened to me. But even in the last couple of months, people have messaged me saying, oh, well, I've caught a few fish and, uh, you know, this and that. Got hit by a flathead and then I lost my favorite hard body. One head shake and uh, yeah, they, 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 that was what happened to the hard body and uh, wait, you know, that was the end of that. So that's one reason why you kind of don't want to use those uh, shorter, um, shorter fat diving hard bodies uh, for, for flathead. I think I, I've, got a, I've got a video coming up where I do use hard bodies for flatties and I use the Daiwa double clutch. I think in the 70 or 80 mil length, so a little bit longer suspending lure. It's got a dark top with a really bright orange underbelly and just twitching it, twitching over shallow, shallow bits of water. And yeah, I don't want to ruin that video that's coming up, but <laughs> yeah, caught, 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 caught a few that day, caught a few that day. Um, yeah, so Ali, thanks for the question. Hopefully that, um, that gets you sorted. If you have any, anything further to add to that, any other questions, make sure you put it down in the chat. Tyler, he's got a question for us and he says, uh, what, is, what is the best brim lure in your opinion? I, I don't know about the best brim lure, but in terms of something that I always go to to get started, if I'm having a casual flick and I want to chase brim, I like to start off with plastics. I like to start off with plastics because I can modify my approach. Um, you know, they're cheap, they're effective. And they're a lot of fun. I really enjoy setting the hooks on a fish that takes a lure. So that's just something that I like. So, but in terms of best lure, maybe I will talk about a few lures for the plastic. I can't deny that my favorite is probably the Z-Man Grubs in watermelon red with a really light jig head, the 1 16th ounce lead head, size two hook. And yep, I found that to be the perfect lure to just basically get started. If I'm not really using my brain, I just want to go to a bit of water, cast in and, you know, let, let, let things sort itself out. 
that's what I'm using. If I know they're taking hard bodies, I like to use a deep diving atomic crank in the Ghost Skill Brown or the Muddy Prawn. They Those two colors have accounted for so, so many fish uh, for me. I have so much confidence in them. Now, using those lures, yeah, the plastics, you can, you know, you can work it slow. You can twitch it like the way I like to twitch it with many little twitches. With a hard body, it's even simpler than that. If, you know, you're not going to get snagged, you just have to wind it at a comfortable pace where you feel the vibration through the rod tip. And preferably, if that is hitting the bottom gently along the, you know, the sea floor, you're doing everything you can to maximize your chance. They really love it when that hard body is just brushing the bottom, stirring things up, gets them more interested, kind of like if it kicks up a bit of mud and sand, it makes, um, I, I guess it makes the lure look more real. It's hard to pick from a distance that it's something plastic and something fake. I think that's that's one of the reasons why it works so well for me, especially when I'm digging along the bottom. I don't like it when it's banging along the bottom. It kind of... Um, kind of can spook brim if you do that blades are also really good for brim so uh, no, no no videos on my channel on blades just yet i think i'll be doing one of one of those um in, in in the coming months as well but some some blades that i like to use in the past i've been using a damiki blade and i've uh, retrofitted with um stinger hooks works really well it's caught plenty of big brim and plenty of big whiting. I find the whiting really like um, hitting, hitting those blades as well. Now, right out of the packet, you can get some of those uh, ZX ones, those ZX Eco Gear 35 millimeter blades. I think that's probably like the best, the best brim blade on the market. Um, yeah, top, 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 um, top lure. Get the one in the. Uh, I think it's it's like black and. Um, orange or brown on the on the bottom and it's got feelers as well so it's an interesting shaped blade everything seems to be shaped like a fish but this one's shaped like a well they it, it's supposed to be a prawn but it looks like a bit of a an oyster of some sort and i think that works well especially in the darker colors when it's fluttering down maybe when you cast against structure they think it's a you know like a cockle or a mussel or an oyster that's just dislodged itself and it just causes the fish to go to go crazy all right, Shmiki Nut says, what would you do if you've seen someone taking a lot of undersized fish? A, tell him off and call fisheries, or B, kick his esky in the water, okay? <laughs> I think um, there's there's um, one, one answer there that is what we'd all like to do, and then there's the, you know, the sensible answer that would probably happen so obviously in the back of my head you know that's not good what they're doing but i think instead of getting all riled up i think some of these people just need to be told what the what the rules are educate them i think education is key let them know what the regulations are let them know why it's not good for them even though immediately they're getting a feed why in the future that it might come back to bite them and you know like if they you know if they want to take the fish still after that advice Yes, you can always, you, you have the avenue of um, notifying the, the fisheries, but never under any circumstances take the law into your own hands. It's not, it's not worth it. The fisheries are going to be able to do more to them than you are immediately. You're just going to be able to satisfy your anger 
by kicking things into the water and all that. And obviously, you know, that's not good. Vi violence, like I say, is ne never the answer. Maybe they, you know, maybe they won't take your advice now, but, you know, every time they do it, someone's, someone different's telling them off. And over time, that gets through to them. So even if the fisheries don't get to them, I think that that is something that could happen as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll do A. Tell, explain to them, educate them. And if you really feel like they're definitely in breach of the regulations to a, you know, to a crazy degree, notify the authorities, let them sort it out. If you want, record down their number plates on their cars, uh, maybe take some videos, photos, if it's that serious. I've done, I've, I've done that in the past. I've, I've seen people use nets, gill nets, you know, on the river. And um, I, I contact fisheries. The guy gave me his personal number and said, and said that, look, if you catch them, catch any more people like this, call my personal number right away and I'll be right down there. I was able to get enough information and they were prosecuted. So I doubt they're doing it again. I think they got probably slapped with a huge fine and now they've got fisheries on their back. So yeah, it, it, it does help to do the right thing. All right, enough about that question. Let's keep going down here. Aaron Steele, all right, let's see. Am I keeping up with the chat? Okay, so we've got a few things going on here. Let me just fix that out. He says, hi, have you used the Diver Commander rod before? Looking at the 3 to 6 for my 2500 Certe for a bit heavier setup as I already have a 4 to 10 uh, pound Samurai refraction. With my 2004 Luvius, love the channel. All right, yes, I have used the Dial Commander. I've I've used the three to six kilogram one. It's got it's it's a really solid rod. It's um, let's get that question. It's covering my chin. <laughs> I keep peeping over it. It's a really solid rod. It's got a nice action. It's really balanced. Heaps of power in the butt there. Heaps of power. Forgot the name of it. One one of the regulars on my channel, Joel, he 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 owns one. I think he still owns one. Great, great rod. Two and a half thousand certate for a heavier setup. Yeah, that that'd be fine. Not nothing wrong with that. That's the right size uh, Daiwa reel that you want to pair with a three to six. And you've already and you've also said as I already have a four to ten samurai refraction with a two thousand and four Luvius. Yep, that's right. Yep, that's that's absolutely fine. So with that, you could chase um. Well, what Joel uses that for would be a light medium stick you know chase you know chase some rat kings chase some jewies throw some slightly heavier heavier hard bodies and blades and such fantastic rod okay sam 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 if anyone in new south Wales wants to catch whiting head down to the entrance there are plenty of whiting there almost uh too many um yes yes sam sam um aka aka mike's fishing i was talking to him the other night he he wants me to head down there he says right now the the whiting, the brim, and a few other things were going off. So, yeah, you're absolutely correct there. I actually haven't been down there lately, so got to get up there. Got to see what the all the fun is about. Fishing with Joe, do you ever go fishing without your camera, and do you feel like you do better? Well, yes, of course. Anytime you're fishing without a camera, you can just um, focus on yourself, focus on, focus on the fish. Yeah, I, I, I definitely do a lot better, and especially at the start, when you get into filming, that camera there is the reason why you're not catching anything. It's like you know that if you did not have a camera, <laughs> you'd be catching plenty of fish. But suddenly you're filming and everyone knows what happens when you're filming. You're not getting bites. You're not getting anything. It's ruining the session. 
So 100%. But you guys like watching the content, so I keep filming. And I enjoy making videos, so that's all good. All good with me. So I, I, I don't mind. I've, I've learned to adjust for that. But it probably still have an impact. Not quite as big, though. Moldy Man. Do you prefer lures or live bait? Because I have never used lures and want to know if I should uh, use them. Well, 100%. I recommend it. If you like fishing for the sake of having fun as a recreational sport, obviously you can still catch um, catch for a feed as well. But it's like anything in any sport. Once you start understanding how something works, you want to challenge yourself and you get more enjoyment by pushing yourself. Lures is like the next step. It's not that hard either. Once once you get your first couple of fish, it's 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 easier. It's just downhill from there to improving. Live bait, I love live bait fishing. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you can always be. I mean, you can you can just be a bait fisherman your whole life as well. Not nothing wrong with that. Fishing is such a diverse sport. No one knows everything. I don't know everything. I definitely don't know everything. Um, and all I can say is that. There's so many avenues to whatever particular technique that you want to get into that you can always improve and find enjoyment in. So it's like at the start, you know, everyone starts off bait fishing. And once, once they start understanding how that works, they, they're interested in lures because they want to catch more fish or they find that it's challenging. And then they do that. And that's kind of like what happened with me as well. All right. Do you know any places that sells fishing rod handles? Says Joshua Stanbury. Um, not, not, not particularly. Not, not any physical stores. I'm sure there are some in Sydney. I just um, look up some of the online, online stores for handles. I, I'm assuming you're talking about, like, um, not, not like uh, replacement handles, but um, third-party handles from, for example, what is it? I don't know how to say their name. It's 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 spelled L I V R E, Livre or something, or Live, you know, like that. Or Yumea, Yumea from Shimano. Um, what about Daiwa? Can't remember. You know, Daiwa's got plenty as well. Pl plenty of plenty of brands make you know third party um, handles. Owen Douglas Fishing, do a Cooks River Dewey video. Yeah, actually, yeah, I might, I, might, I might do that. I have a few on the channel. I'll try to get another one out soon. And, and Brownie, I bought a couple of packs of the new bait junkies. Haven't used them yet, but how have you found them? I found them to be pretty good. Um, I've, I've got a, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've got a video with, you know, titled bait. Um, what is it? Daiwa bait junkie uh, full review. So you can find it on the channel. I put a lot of effort into that one. I explain and I show you what the lures are like under the water. You can see their action. I explain to you what I think about them just real briefly. Nothing too technical. It's not going to be like a really long-winded, boring video. So check that out if you haven't seen it. I think that, um, well, just to summarize what I said in that video, I think that it's a viable alternative to all the heavy hitters out there from the major brands. So... It's got great action, great colors. The shapes are right. The um, the range is a little bit still on the thin side, but then again, it's a whole new series, whole new bait series from a major heavy hitting brand. So I'm sure that they're going to bring up more shapes and more profiles uh, shortly. But in terms of the actual product itself, it stacks up to everything else. You know, your Z-Mans, not, maybe not quite as tough, but 
you know, because they're not quite as tough, it's easier to rig them on the lure. You know, there's also the Shimano BioTuff as well. There's, you know, lures from Berkeley, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I just found that it was just um, a little bit different to the major brands. It, there was something going for it in different particular aspects and they worked. So caught a few fish on them as well. So great. I guess the one thing that I would say about those lures would be that um, they probably could be a little bit tougher and the price on them, given that it's, you know, it's new and, you know, when you have a new product on the market, sometimes the product is cheap for a little while, then it reaches a, you know, like a, like a price that's a more like a long-term price. Some products start off really high and then they drop down. I think that that might be the case. Well, I'm hoping that's the case with the bait junkies at about $12 a pack. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's about $12 a pack. That's quite pricey at this stage. I like to see, I like to see them bring it down a bit like all the other major brands where you can get, you know, three for 25 at, you know, at, at most tackle stores, at least under $10, at least under, I think that that's probably one of the, one of the things that I'd like to see, but the product itself, fantastic actions are great stacks up to the competition. Predator Oz, would you recommend using a lure or fresh bait for Jews and Kings? And if uh, lure, what kind? Look, I actually haven't been chasing Jews on baits because I've always started with lures and I've just uh, persisted and kept up with it. I've always had in the back of my mind that when I, um, when I change to chasing fish using baits, especially hard, hard to tempt ones like Jewfish where you might spend, you know, you might get one in a day, you might get one in a year, you may never get one. That's just how it is. Like back then, that's just how it was. You could get lucky first time you try it out, you catch one. You might be trying for a whole year before you get another bite, or you may still be going for that first fish. And that, you know, lingering in the back of my mind, it prevented me from, I wouldn't say taking the easier route, but like, I wanted to get better at lures first before I had a real hot go using bait. Now I caught plenty of um, Jews on bait bycatch, you know, prawns and such, Hawkesbury, even in the Georges, just like throwing prawns back in the day. But then once I got, you know, a, a little bit more accustomed to fishing and just, you know, like I said before, answering the previous question, once you understand something and you want to push yourself, I decided, hey, lures look pretty cool. Let me try that. I like the way, I like the concept behind it, trying to tempt a fish into taking something that's artificial and shouldn't be eaten. How can I do that? Lures. So I got into that and put so much time in just trying to get that sorted. It was only up until probably the last six months, which there is a video, Predator, Predator Oz, on the, uh, on the channel with AK Mike's Fishing, where I get one on um, live bait. I get a I get a Jew I get a Jew on one of the Sydney Harbour wharves on a live yakka. That was awesome, great fun. I've been asking Mike we should do it again. So many things that we need to do, and yeah, kings. I've always chased um kings on baits for some reason because every time I out on a boat, I I I used to fish a lot with Dave, and I still you know I still fish with Dave. I I saw him probably last month. Um, but yeah, we didn't catch enough to make a video on, on the boat. So yeah, so those older videos on my channel, you'll see a lot of them. I catch kings on um, down-rigged live squid and the odd uh, live yakka as well. So 
I guess like there's no 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 real answer here. What what I recommend, I think that what you want to achieve in 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 this hobby, I think that fresh bait is is king, and lures is something that where you want to challenge yourself. But I can't really say that um, one trumps the other one. But I'll say in general, most people are going to do better on baits. You need a high level of skill and luck to get one on a lure, and the spots that you could throw a lure or the types of lures are dictated. You know, it's 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 got a lot more uh, restrictions and um, things that might prevent you from having any success than just throwing out at night a live yakka and letting the bait do the work for you. Oh, well, in terms of lures, uh, Jews, I missed that part of the question. So in terms of lures for Jews, three to five inch paddle tails, I like the natural colors because um, that's what's worked for me in the past. The lures that I've had most success on for Jews land base would be 80 millimeter squidgy fish in the silver fox color, which is basically like a mullet coloration, and the brown version, which they call the black gold, which is obviously a gold belly with a black top, that kind of look. So I've had the most success on those lures. These days, I'm also using a lot of the Z-Mans, the Z-Man 4-inch uh, diesel uh, diesel minnows, which is again another another paddle tail. In the cooks, when I'm on the boat, I use a different lure. S sometimes, um, uh, yeah, it's actually sometimes when I'm with Shuey on the boat. So shout out to Shuey uh, from Fish Raider. When he takes me out there chasing Jews, we use uh, five inch, five inch Berkeley um, jerk shads. So they're pal bait jerk shads. So they're discontinued now, but. That's the kind of lure that I'm using as well. Just a lot of little twitches using a lure like that. For kingfish, you want to be using, yeah, I guess jerk baits. Uh, there's so many lures for kings, depending how you want to chase them. For me, I've just caught them pretty much uh, using broom lures and finding out where they are when they come upstream. But if I was to target them, big, um, big, big jerk shad in the natural color, such as white. And yeah. That, that's what I'll do with, with plastics, with, with surface lures, plenty on the market. Just look up something that's, um, look at something that's a, of the right size and a quality lure and just, yeah, just, just have a go. Kings aren't as picky. That's, that's basically probably what I should be saying here. They're not as picky as Jews. You could catch them on anything. I mean, the first um, time I hooked the, hooked the Jew was on a boat. It was right under the boat. I was with Dave and I threw out a $2 clear brim popper and I got smoked. It just took it and just ran five seconds later, got me around an anchor rope or, you know, one of the moorings. And that was that. And I don't think there was anything special that lure. I just gave it like three pops, came out, smashed it, took it away. Yeah. So that's, that's Kings for you. All right. Omar El Aja says, Hey Shroom, can you do a video with Bastet sugar pens? And what do you think about it? I mean, I, I I can't um I can't say anything bad about them. That's probably one of the most popular surface lures for whiting. Whiting, um, Bastet sugar pen. So many videos out on YouTube just using that lure. I have to get some. I, I I definitely have to get a few first. I don't have any in in the bag right now. Great lures, top lures. Okay, so Omar Elijah says the Bastet the Bastet sugar pen. What do you? Okay, wait, hang on. That's the same question. All right, guys. While I look for the next question, if you're new here, I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel. 
Hope you guys are enjoying the show as well. Hit the notification bell. Follow me. Follow me on my social medias. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on um, Facebook. If you want to support me, you want to become a club member, click on the icon below on this chat. Become a Shroom Club member. There's some perks there. You get, uh, you know, like you get a little badge next to your name every time you type comment, etc., etc. Emoticons, emojis as well that I've been trying to work on. And yeah, the super chat system's enabled on my channel as well. Lyrical Trust says, yo, Shroom, David M, love you, Shroomy, big fan. Thank you very much, David. Really appreciate all the love from you guys. Everyone in the channel, uh, everyone in the chat tonight, thanks for coming along. Hope you're enjoying the show. Joshua Stanbury, is it possible to catch Barracuda along or off the coast or in any water system in New South Wales? I can't say that I've caught any, probably off the coast, but I'm no expert when it comes to these things. So, yeah, sorry, I can't help you there, Joshua. Hey, look at that. This is Pierre. <laughs> Leet PG. Guys, you won't know who he is, but he's um he's actually been on my channel. He's the guy that I titled the video. I think it was like he he catches his he catches uh, he catches a big brim. First time back fishing. He's been like on and off the game. I've been encouraging him. I've been sending him messages, you know, every odd month saying, Hey Pierre, come back. Where where, where are you, man? Where are you dead? How come you've disappeared? His question is, best fish are caught when I forget to turn my camera on. That is correct. Yes, that's right. Except that time when we were fishing together in the harbour. Got a nice brim there. It was, it was um, I think it was in the mid to high mid to high 30s on a Ziggyman grub in um, Bloodworm. I still remember that one. So good stuff, Pierre. Let me see if I can um, yeah, do something there. Okay, all right. Young Fisho. G'day, mate. How's it going? I don't think I've seen you here on the channel before. He's got a question for us. Where is the best place for squid in Sydney? Well, I don't know about the best place. The best system is port hacking. Anywhere in port hacking, everything else depends on the time, the tide, the conditions, um, the boat traffic, time of day, water quality, water clarity, what the rain has been doing, etc., etc., etc. And obviously, luck as well. I mean, you could do everything right and still not catch him. Yeah, so unfortunately, that's too broad of a question. All the systems have squid, but if I was to nominate one, port hacking, can't beat it. Any of those places, if you're talking about um, best place for squid bait at night, Sydney Harbour Wharves, you can do it anywhere there. Obviously, you can do it in the hacking as well. Just fewer, fewer spots, more people, but yeah, that's, that's, um, that's the advice there. And if you want calamari, stay near the ocean. Arrow squid. They penetrate and they persist further up the system. Calamari squid, you got to be down near the clear water. You won't, you won't really catch calamari if the water is, is even a little bit dirty or has a tiny bit of fresh. They, they don't seem to like it at all. I seem to find out find that my luck changes completely after uh, rains. Okay. All right. So now I've just lost where I... Okay, here, here we go. Lachlan says, what is a good fish? Uh, any, any fish, any day I catch a fish is a good fish. What is a, what is a bad fish? Um, not such thing as a bad fish. And do I like pikes? I don't mind pikes. I mean, good bait. Nothing wrong with a pike. Catch a few Jews using that. Not that I've tried, but I'm just saying as in people use pike, yellowfin pike for, um, yeah, for Jews. Good bait. Mesa Almadi, have you heard of St. George Basin? Because it has good flatties and what lures do you recommend? 
Yeah, I've heard of St. George Basin. I haven't fished that basin. I've, I think I've fished nearby lures that I recommend for flathead. Um, yeah, I guess any, if you're going to chase big flathead, use um, big plastics and big hard bodies. My next video that I'm that I'm putting up, one of the next videos, I use a dive or dub clutch. It's a suspending lure. Really like it. Great, great lure. It's a long profile, so I, I, I guess you need a long profile so you don't get bitten off. And, you know, you don't want to be using Z-Man grubs and Z-Man slim swims if you're actually targeting the good flathead. You need to match the effort that the fish has put in to the size of the fish that you want to catch. If you've got a meter flathead and it's like at the perfect ambush point in the river, sitting down there at the drop-off, it's not going to come up for a tiny morsel like a Z-Man grub. It's not going to break its ambush point that it's spent like a few seconds digging out a hole. It's going to wait for something sizable, something big, something that's worth its effort to break its ambush point just to come up to even have a look, if, if, if not even just a bite. So use big lures. Um, okay, let's keep going here. Okay, skip that, skip that. Knock, knock fam. Hi, how's it going? He says, hello, hello. I'm fishing right at this moment. <laughs> oh, great. Good time to be out. I know the heat is uh, pretty bad. Hope you, hopefully you're getting something. And he says, no fish on surface or tap on Z-Man. Today just isn't the day. Well, I think today the fish are all sitting in front of the, the air conditioner. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening with me right now in front of the air conditioner. Hopefully it's not, not coming through on the microphone. Um, okay, let's keep going. So Nockfam says super quiet. Yeah, so yeah, unfortunately that's that's just fish. I know the tides aren't that great. I had a look at it um, last night. They're very weak at this stage, I think. So not 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 too good there at some spots when the tide's not really pushing. As I say, no no um, what is it? No no flow, no fun or something. I think I butchered that. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's keep going. Any, any questions here? Da David M's got a question for chat. He says, has anyone fished, um, how do you say that, Burrow Lake, I think it is, Burrow Lake? I think there's some good whiting there, but no, I personally haven't done it myself. Alyssa J says, hi, Shroom, I'm six. Hi, <laughs> hi how's it going? Thanks for that. Love, lo love the support there. And I watch your videos with my dad. Oh, that's fantastic. So hi to your dad for me. Um, what is your strongest rod you have? And what have you caught on it, uh, Jack? Okay, wait, hang on. So what's this? I'm getting confused here. All right. Um, anyway, the strongest, well, the, the heaviest rod that I've got is a Daiwa Saltiga PE4-6. And I've caught a few, few um, bronze whalers up at um, at Weeper on it. So yeah, that that's 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 my heaviest rod at this stage. And by the way, in terms of like gear, I um I couldn't help myself the other day, guys. I <laughs> I was in front of the computer, loaded up um the purchase, loaded in the cart the. You guys might see it on Instagram, the Shimano Saragossa. And I was just thinking, oh, that's a good price, but do I need it? Does Shroom need this reel? Close, close my eyes, click to <laughs> purchase, and uh, yep, too late. So, you know, couldn't take that back. Had to buy it. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> buying some new gear as well, some new heavier gear. 
Oh, okay. So this is wrote by Dad. I see. Thanks. Thanks for being here, Jack. Appreciate it. Hope you're enjoying the show. Owen Douglas uh, Fishing says, what tides are you fishing for Jews in the Cooks? Um, just your normal tide change or find other tides are better? I think um, in the Cooks, the morning, the morning is a good time. I like to fish the high tide there, but you can you can fish the low tide as well. Early morning, tide change, big tide change up in that canal, best time for it. Uh, if you can fish structure, structure is really good, good up in the cooks. And even if you don't catch Jews, there's so much bycatch that can that can do you in. There's so many massive trevs. And there's so many stories. Every time someone tells me about something about the cooks, they always have a story about getting smoked or dusted. Something about that system, some quality fish there. It seems like the more polluted the system is, the crazier the fishing and that's even true up Alexandria Canal, even though, like, you're obviously not supposed to fish it, not supposed to disturb the sediment. Um, Pierre says, Jews will travel on all tide changes. Just got to have a line in the water for it for a chance. That's right. Yes, that's absolutely 100% correct. Uh, Pierre's, Pierre, um, he's caught plenty of Jews on, um, I, think, I think, squid baits. I think that's what he uses. Up, up the river on the on the Sydney Harbour wharves, and yeah, he's got the experience to back up what he's saying. All right, so that's um extra, you know, e e extra input there. So thanks, Pierre Predator Oz. There's a spot up north Central Coast rock fishing. I won't say the name of it, but I'm sure you know it. What time would you recommend going? <laughs> well, uh, I I know the spot, but I don't know what time it, it it's best to go there. It's not something that I've ever done. Um, I get asked every single live stream, when's the, when, have you done rock fishing? When are you going to do rock fishing? Um, when's it going to be a video on rock fishing? I think um, I, I need to go with someone that's experienced like Terry. Terry, another um, regular on the channel. He does a bit up there, you know, just spinning spinning lures off, off, off the rocks. At some stage, I think that I might be going up there. But yeah, I can't offer any advice, unfortunately. That's beyond what I know. Okay, uh, PS has got to get out there soon again, mate. Yes, that's true, 100%. Uh, shoot me a message. Jack, uh, Leah says, up the shroom. Yeah, up the shroom. TJ Hughes, I have fished Burrow Lake. Uh, excellent. Um, I've caught some massive trevs in the cook, says Jack, Leah. Yeah, that's right. What? What? One particular year, a couple of years ago, I caught more trevs than anything else, and um, that was insane. It was in the, I think it was in the springs. It seems like um, in the winter and at the start of spring, plenty of trevs are in that system. Once the weather gets a bit warmer, they kind of like filter out of the system. They're more towards the ocean and towards the rocks just outside the river, outside that canal. But in those cooler months, plenty of big ones there. I'd say on average, it's around 40 centimeters. So um, bring a net. <laughs> first thing and you guys know i never bring a net <laughs> bring a net because they're big enough where you just can't lift them on six pound and you'll definitely get smoked omar el aja says a shroom tomorrow at para para river any good but apparently 50 percent chance rain and possible thunderstorm if it rains there there's shade um where i'm going yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's raining tomorrow. I know the wind is insane and the temperature is supposed to hit about 40. It's going to be a really, um, really hot evening. It's going to be sweltering. Generally, the second night of a 
you know, like a heat wave, it's so much more uncomfortable than the first night. Right now, like I said earlier in the channel, it's it's bearable indoors. Everything hasn't quite heated up indoors yet, but once it's heated up and it goes through the night and there's cloud cover, which there is tonight, it's going to start off the day at 25 degrees before even the sun has come up from like 5 a.m. And then it's going to be 40 degrees by 9 um, I don't, yeah, I don't know about about whether there's a thunderstorm. Generally, um, thunderstorms are pretty good. Any any kind of a change in the barometer generally can cause some changes in the fish's feeding habits. I've had some of my best sessions when um, either I've known that storms are approaching, or I've gone out and suddenly the weather's just look real crook, and it's look and it looks like I should be getting out of there, and suddenly the fish are just biting. It's happened twice. Um, in recent memory, bass happened in one session for bass. Every cast was like a big wallop on the lure. And it happened once for Jews as well, land base, in the afternoon. No tide change. Suddenly, I was just getting hit. And I think I caught like at least three. I think I caught four. Four in that session in just a, probably an hour and a half. And it wasn't even a tide change. My best session for, for Jews land base didn't come on a tide change. It was like mid-tide. But there was something going on. You know, the barometer was like, you know, really high and it was dropping quickly. I could see in the distance that I should be getting out of there. The cloud looked really crook. It looked like I should get out of there before, you know, my 99.9% .9 carbon rod was going to conduct electricity and uh, finish me off on the river. Okay, Justin Yeo says, do you like the Middle I love the Middle Harbour. The Middle Harbour is so beautiful. It's just kingfish galore. The water quality is fantastic. I've seen everything there. I've seen like whales come in towards Tunks Park boat ramp. Would you believe that? I've seen a whale um, inside, inside of... Um, what is it? You know, when you get out of Tunks Park and, you know, say, say, you, say you launch at Tunks Park and you're going out and then on your left, you see those rocks, you know, where sometimes you see people get caught because they go around it because they want to take a shortcut. Inside of there, inside, there was a whale at one stage. Insane. Insane. And, and, and we were just coming back to the boat ramp and suddenly it just like popped out. Luckily, it wasn't below the boat. It was just like 50 meters in front, but it was pretty big. And so, yeah, freak. Freaked uh, Dave and I out. Love the system. And the water is so deep. One of the deepest um, uh, sections, deep, deepest rivers, I'd say. That, that, everything seems to be 20 meters plus everywhere all over Middle Harbour. Unlike the Georges. <laughs> Different story. And the hacking also. The harbour seems to be extremely deep. Lots of water flow. Water quality is good when it's, it's deep. It means it's not really going to get affected by rain. So I always like going to the Middle Harbour. A bit of rain generally uh, makes it fish better as well. Omar El Arja, I return to my last question near uh, breakfast point. Um, Fifty percent. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't specifically know if it's gonna like make it any better. Breakfast point's a great place to fish, by the way. Fantastic place. Mesa El Modi is St George's Basin. Okay, all right. I think I've tried to answer that one. So I don't have any advice on St George's Basin. Uh, sorry, um, Rabbi. Rabbi, Shan Farley, what the best soft plastic advice you can give? Yeah, a bit, bit of a broad question. So let's just say that you're starting off. Best advice would be um, 
so what what mistakes do I see? The rig, you're tying you're tying a soft plastic to a jig head to your line, which is a clear bit of either monofilament or fluorocarbon uh, leader, and that's it. If you, I mean, if you want to, I mean, most people are using braid these days. In that case, you're going to need to tie your main line to the leader as well with a leader knot. So I, I get plenty of these questions all the time. Um, Shroom, do you use a um, do you use a a swivel? Um, where's your sinker? I don't see any sinkers. It looks like you're flicking like really light stuff. Yeah. So when you're soft plastic fishing, no uh, swivel and no um, what is it? No swivel and no sinker. And sometimes I get asked, do I use a clip? I do when I go squid fishing because I like to change the squid jig pretty pretty easily, like pretty quickly. And that, you know, I, I, I like to use that because um, no one likes to tie knot after knot, especially when you're trying to figure out what color and size works best with squid because they can be really temperamental. And also because the squid jigs are very heavy, the little light clip is not really going to dominate the action, if at all. But on a really small plastic, you know, like um, you know, like a Daiwa two and a half inch minnow, for example, I don't like using any clips on those lures. Then one sixteenth ounce, you know, you probably got a ten percent of that weight in the clip, if it's a big clip, or at least five percent, I would say. So that's 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 why I don't use clips for hard bodies. If they come with split rings, different story. I will, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll use the, the 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 split ring in the process as well. I'll just tie it directly on. I kind of see it as if they provide it, then it's intended to be used with it. Some people like to take it off, of course. All right, the tide is neat. Hi, how's it going? Good to see you here. He says, my local is very uh, hit and miss. Haven't found a consistent uh, pattern. How many times do you fish an area before you decide whether it holds fish or not? And what factors or variables do you take note of? Uh, yeah, excellent question. Excellent. A lot of it is on... Um, a lot of it is on experience and gut feel. So if, if, I mean, if it's a new area, I have a different pattern compared to if it's an area that I fully understand. It's an area that I understand. I've already got some of those variables uh, figured out and I'm just trying to add to it with what I see. So when I go for a session, let's say I'm going to spot A and I've always caught fish there on a particular tide I'll go there and I'll know that, okay, well, it's different today. The wind is blowing in this direction. Or last week, there's been a lot of rain. Let's see what happens. Has it changed? Has, has, has it fished any differently? Oh, the watercolor looks, um, it doesn't actually look too bad. The watercolor is good, but there's a lot of debris. Am I picking up weed? Has there been like a, you know, an algal bloom or something or other like that? You know, if, if there's a lot of algae, then I might try to figure out and say to myself, look, I, I might get hits in the algae, but only when I'm not on the algae itself. And so really, I'm not really going to have a good time just picking off this weed. Let me see if I can find a deeper section in this bay and see whether I'm still picking up weed. And then, yeah, basically, slowly you, you work out patterns like that. So I would say, yeah, I definitely have like a set pattern in my head, how a place should be, how it should look, what it should look like on a particular tide. Um, I'll know whether there's fish in the water. If I don't know whether there's fish in the water, I'm just using my eyes, water clarity, water color, debris, what I can see, bait at my feet. Um, and yeah, the size of the tide. If, you know, for example, it's an area that has a lot of oysters, I know a big tide's probably going to be pretty good. 
It's going to bring the fish up on 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 onto the onto the bank. It's going to bring them up in close. They're going to want to you know forage then and there. If it's too clear, I might struggle, so I might cast in a different direction. Just try not to get seen. Um, if it's you know if it's cloudy, then or sorry, not if it's cloudy. If it's like murky, then yeah, I I might um use like brighter color lures or something that's got a bigger silhouette. You know, yeah, just just things like that. There's so so many so many variables, so many variables um, to pay attention to. I guess the main one would be bait, tide, and um, water color. A lot of my a lot of my friends, I'll I'll ask them when they say they've had a session, and they'll say, "Oh, I didn't get a bite." I'll say, "Oh, did you see any you know any any bait around? What's a water color? You know, what's what's the flow like? Was the flow strong? This and that. Just trying to figure it out, even though I'm not there." trying to understand whether, you know, it's something uh, to do with the person or it's something to do with just the conditions itself. And, you know, if I get some information from that area, I could take it down to the next section and know that, okay, it was, um, there's plenty of bait in this area. Maybe I should just work around this area or B, no bait in this area. The watercolor looks really filthy. I'll head down river. I'll head down towards the cleaner water and see whether it's changing. The water is extremely clear. I'll be thinking, well, there's not much bait. It's crystal clear. Maybe if I head upriver where it's a little bit more, you know, cluttered, there's more color in the water. Maybe the fish are finding it hard to hunt the bait because it's so easy to see them from a distance. They're trying to do it in the shallower, you know, muddier water up, up the river. And, you know, the, the salinity is still quite good up that way. Yeah, just things like that. So hopefully that answers your question. The tide is neat. Thanks for that one. James Klein, he says, hey, how, how's it going, Shroom? I'm good, James. I'm good. Good Good to see you here tonight. I hope, um, hope you've been having a good week. Hope you've been able to, um, I think it was the last time you were doing an assignment, was it? Or was that somebody else? Can't remember who it was. But yeah, hope, hope, hope you've been well, mate. Thanks for joining joining us all here tonight. Sam M says, Hey mate, only just subscribe. Loving the chat. When we going for a fish, my mate. Okay. All right. So once this whole situation, this whole health situation is um, cleared and you know, the world's pretty much back to normal, I think then I could like safely and um, you know, I'm going to feel good about organizing a mass meet. If you know what I mean, like a subscriber meet just to donate my time, my day, just to meet everyone, you know, as, as thanks, you know, I'll, I'll be there all day, answer your questions, uh, check out your techniques. We'll have a fish, of course, we can hang out. You know, I, I really want to give back. I really want to give back for all the support that I've received over the years. But I can't do that until, you know, it's safe. I just wouldn't be right to organize a mass meet of like, I don't know how many people are going to turn up. The last time I organized it, that was at um, Clifton Gardens. And uh, it was chock a block. So yeah, that was, that was so many people, shoulder to shoulder. Couldn't really fish, but it was a great. I had a great time. Loved it. I stayed. I, I mean, from the time I arrived, I stayed until I think 9 p.m. And uh, yeah, I just pretty much was the last person to leave there. So yeah, Sam, um, on the cards, definitely on the cards at some stage in the future. Thanks for your support. Okay. What's this one? Knockfam says, first time driving and uh, listening to the Shroom Show. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, you always listen to my show. Didn't you say that you listen to it on the way to work? That was one of the reasons why I made the Spotify. Thanks for your support. 
Uh, first time driving, so on the radio, of course, hands on the wheel. Um, okay, so, yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> nice, nice comment. <laughs> Knock. I'll leave that one alone. Daniel, why, would you use a watermelon red grub in any condition? No, I wouldn't use it if the water was uh, really, uh, really murky. Generally, if the water is clear, you want to be using something that is transparent in profile or transparent in um, in looks. So, yeah, profile profile different story. In um, in murky water, I like to use solid colors. So you're going to be using black lures. You're going to be using brown lures that you can't really see through so my I, I basically alternate between two main colors and a third is kind of like a wild card which is a motor oil which is everyone's favorite so that piqued my interest everyone likes um motor oil so you're always going to have to have at least have a couple of uh bags in the back there but i really like watermelon red for my clear water fishing and if it's murky then i like to use uh the the bloodworm but i wouldn't really use it in any condition I wouldn't use it in um, it, like, it, I, I mean, I might still throw it just to, you know, have a look and see what it does. It does have red, red sparkles and red sparkles, you know, flickering, sparkling lights in the water column do attract attention. It, it looks like movement. So I do like that aspect of it as well. But yeah, definitely not my first choice. I might choose a brown lure up the river first or a black lure, brown or black at night or, you know, in muddy water, in the clear stuff. You know, the harbour and Georges, they seem to be always green. And so watermelon red is green as well with red, which looks like, you know, fish scales or blood. And they like that. The fish definitely like that. All right. Okay. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. Assignment went really well. Thanks, Shroom. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. One do well at school. Went for a fish today. Had one take live yakka, which ripped it off. Oh, spewing. That was it. Better luck next time. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, you know one thing, if you had your live yucca taken, it's probably a good fish, like a, probably a king, would you say? Kingfish. Were you in the harbor? And was it early morning? I know that the kings are around right now. So definitely, definitely plenty of kingfish. I'm hoping they come up, come up the systems a little bit more. So then I can, you know, I can chase them. I mean, I obviously I could go down towards um towards the cleaner water, towards the harbor proper. But I really like chasing them on light line up the river. You know, just having a bit of a surprise when they're just suddenly in the area gets gets the heart rate going. Alyssa Jay says, what's your favorite fish to eat? Oh, sorry, Jack Jack uh, Jack Jay says, what's your favorite fish to eat? Um, I, uh, I I like plenty 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 of fish. I actually haven't tried flathead. I haven't tried jewfish. I've tried kingfish. That was okay. I mean, I just buy my fish from the market. So I like rainbow trout, steamed. So that's what I like. I mean, I think I tried to keep one once from um, Thompson's Creek Dam. But yeah, I um, had second thoughts. I was like, oh, I don't want to carry around all day. It's going to start stinking. You know what? We'll let it go. We'll, we'll let that trail go. Jake says, I've tried looking around the Georges River for land-based spots, but really struggling to find a spot or two just to get stuck. Well, there's so many spots on the Georges River. I live out on the Hawkesbury, so don't want to drive all that way. Well, I, I, I guess if you want to change the scenery, head down to the Georges. I think um, the Hawkesbury fishes a lot better. Like at least from my experiences, every time I've gone up to the Hawkesbury, it's been a fish in one way or another, whether it's 
hair tail, whether it's flathead, even soapy jewfish, just throwing out prawns. You, you'll catch something um, in the Hawkesbury. And bass, plenty of bass and EPs up, up in some of those creeks as you go further up. It extends all the way up in a few rivers. The Colo River, um, you know, the, just the, the Hawkesbury, Cowan, etc. George's River. I mean, I do understand, like, looking on a map, it might seem like, seem like there aren't that many spots. I guess it's hard to find a good spot for lures, but if you want to just, like, fish fish the water, land base, there's plenty of places to walk, like Picnic Point, um, Georgia River National Park, um, Lugano, where else? Like, Lambeth, Chipping Northern Lake, um, what's, what's the one next to it? Lake Moor down near the weir, you know, Liverpool weir, some spots there. And then, you you know, you can keep going down the river. Como on that side, there's, there's, there's like a little bay there. The bridges, um, I guess once you start heading out a little bit more like Oatley and out, out um, east, yeah, if, if, fewer spots to try. But then once you hit the bay, there's plenty there too, you know. Um, Botany Bay itself, Dolls Point, um, San Susie, all, the, all that stretch, all that beach up there, off the groins, off the beach. Plenty of good fish and catch kingfish. People have been catching them off the beach there as well. My last video was basically around, you know, just off, um, you know, yeah, just off that eastern section down the southern end. And um, what else? I guess um, Bear Island, but I think there's some rules about rock fishing as well. So now you got to wear a life jacket around there. So definitely check out the rules on, on the DPI, DPI website. Yeah, so there's some ideas. I've just listed a whole bunch bunch of spots now it, there's not as many options as um as sydney harbour sydney harbour is probably the most um friendly spot for you know walk and casting especially for a lure fisherman and it's got fairy wharves as well to boot and it's a bigger system in my opinion lots more water yeah so thanks for that question jake uh yeah just to spend a day yeah that's right so i, I guess if you if you just head down there on on, uh, on one day maybe choose a starting point you could start at chipping norton i mean that's going to take half a day just to like learn that spot huge lake there you fish all ends of it lands down side um southern side from um Moorbank. and you know there's that next door lake moor as well and you've got that stretch all the way through milpera if you wanted to check that out you do definitely do a bit of exploring and find some special spots tidy sneak thanks man insightful as always thank you thank you very much yeah, so yeah, ho hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let's keep going. Uh, Jack says, uh, do you find whiting takes soft plastics? Uh, lots of stuff with top water lures. Just wanted to know your experience. They take soft plastics 100%. You'll catch plenty of them on soft plastics. But it's hard to catch whiting back-to-back -back on soft plastics is um, probably what I would say. It, it, it feels more like a bycatch than it, than it is as, as a targeted um, method. Now, you can obviously catch whiting. I find that if you wanted to target them on soft plastics, you need a small plastic, a wriggler style, and shouldn't be too big, definitely on the small side, and it needs to be worked along the bottom, and it needs to be worked consistently. They like a moving lure. They like to have a bit of a nibble. They like to have a few of them having a go at the lure at some stage. They like to jockey to take the bait. That's what I found. And that's how I try to tempt them with soft plastics. If I think that it's not brim and it's not flathead, that's having a go at my lure and it's a soft plastic. With topwater lures, different story. 
it's right in the slot. It's right how they, it's the same way as they hunt. They like to hunt prawns in the shallows when the prawns are running. And what do prawns do? They skip along the surface of the water, three, four skips, and they're going, you know, they're going on the top, creating a little splash, gets them all interested. So all the clear, um, clear top water lures that you see, the long, long ones, any of those bass day sugar pens, um, any, anything, anything from like Atomic. What's that one that's popular on Instagram? There's like a few of them. So, so many lures whiting will take worked off the top. Stick bait, poppers. I like to use, um, I like to use stick baits because I like to keep it moving. I like to use poppers for brim. What's, what's been good with me? So with, with me, I like the, yeah, I like the clear lures and I like the ones which are yellow with a bit of orange. Just trying to think, Sammy, I think it's a Lucky Craft Sammy, great lure, and a Lucky Craft, um, what's a smaller version of the Sammy? Yeah, so there, there's another version, not called the Sammy, called something else. I've caught um, lots of whiting, just working them quickly off the top. And the action is, uh, you know, walk, walk, walk the dog action, which is imparted by just like winding at a consistent rate and just twitching the rod tip really really quickly like the way i'm doing it now so it's just like it's it's like kind of like tapping your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time it takes a while to get used to and you can see here i can't tap my head i'm like rubbing my head and rubbing my stomach <laughs> but just like that and yeah that's how i've that's how i've got him justin yeo was just out at castle crag middle harbor and got busted off by a king on six pounds slim swim twice wow that will get the heart pumping. Every time I go to 10 or even 15 pound, they don't bite. What do I do? Well, go eight pound. <laughs> That's um I've got a I've got a spool of eight in my in my bag just for situations like that. I think they I think eight and six visually aren't very different, and eight doesn't really affect the the action all that much. But I like to use six. So if if I come across this situation, I'd probably use eight pound. Eight pound is still quite thin. I find 10 pound, it's noticeably thicker than six. Eight, you can't tell. Very hard to tell the difference. And I don't think that the fish would um, necessarily refuse that. But I, you know, I 100% understand why they wouldn't take 10. 10 pound on um, tied to a slim swim. Let's say that it's 1 16th ounce that I'm, I'm assuming here 1 16th ounce. That 10 pound is affecting the action of the water slightly. Those Z-mans are extremely buoyant. So they could take a little bit more weight to get the action going as well. And with that 10 pound, 10 pound there lifting the head just a little bit, it's not going to be sinking quite as quick. It might not get the action going. That's, that's my experience as well. Sometimes, um, sometimes with the current, the, the way that it's flowing, if you have really buoyant plastic, you got to watch it. you got to watch and see whether it's swimming. Okay, when you're winding, it's swimming because you're forcing it through the water. But when you're letting it fall down on um, on no pressure and just neutrally, sometimes you'll see with the current flowing that it's not actually falling properly. Definitely, definitely that that's the case. I like to just watch the lure. Once I've tied something on, I've worked it once, I might swim it a few times in front of my feet. Let it drop. It's, 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 um, it's turning over, great. And then I might um, try it once again, but this time with a bit more tension because when you put tension, it's not sinking, sinking as fast. See whether you're still getting that action. If you're starting to see that it's like slowing it down a bit, that's okay. But once it starts stopping, then yeah, that's no good. 
I don't like it when the, the lure is not kicking over, not turning over. It does happen with the slim swims. It does happen with the grubs. Now, one good one, one little trick that I use when it's not turning over, Z-Man's are super stretchy. So what, do I, what, do, what can you do? You can just pick up the lure and just stretch that lure as long as it can be stretched and then do that a few times. You'll notice that the lure is now a lot more supple and it's going to turn over in the water. That's something that I do as well. Yeah, just a little bit of a trick. Get get extra action in that in that lure, even under tension. James Klein says, "Yeah." So this is referring back to um, earlier. James James said that he um, he had his live yakka taken, so he was at Pier Eight. So definitely Kingy. He says prime Kingy spot. So that was probably the culprit, as it was a tie. One hundred percent. Wouldn't bet against that, especially at the piers. They've been getting plenty of kings there. Not not really publicized right now, but they've been going on for a while now. So it's not just it's not the fact that they're just there right now. They've been they've been there for I don't know months now. It's still the same. They're they're pretty much always there. No doubt it was a king. Hope I mean I don't know if it was a big one, but probably big ones as well. Big ones uh, around that area. Lyrical trust. Have you used the Rapala X Rap long cast? Yes, I have. Um, that's the one. Is that the one with the bib? Not sure, but yeah, I, I I've I've used them. I've tried a few lures. Um, this is been this has been for chasing uh, Mulloway at night on hard bodies. I still haven't cracked it, and I have been doing it for a while now. But I've tried plenty of lures just to, you know, just you know, just see if I can crack that crack that hoodoo. Um, yep, I, I I've used them. Great great Rapala make great lures. Great hard bodies. Great trolling lures great cast and wine lures, great colors, great selection. And the, the gears, you know, the, the gear stacks up. It, it lasts. Um, they're not just going to shatter on you. Predator Oz, can you recommend some specific lures uh, for rock fishing? Yeah, sorry, I can't recommend anything to do with rock fishing. I'll do it one day. Maybe I'll have some advice then. Lyrical Trust, Predator, Australia, Rapala, X-Rap, Long Cast Shallow, or just Long Cast itself. Um, in um okay yeah so that means the the shallow one is the i think that's the one without a bib so it's kind of like a like a like a stick bait i think i don't know whether it's suspending but that's i think that's the stick bait one and then the long cast one has the bib i think that dives a bit more 12 centimeters quite short i think you'll catch plenty of fish on that one i think i was throwing the 14 the 14 definitely a lot bigger a lot heavier and yeah, more full in the profile. The, the 12 centimeter will work for a lot of things. You can catch a lot of little fish, a lot of lot of lot of flathead as well. They'll they'll hit a lure at that size. Tide is neat. He's answering uh, Jake on the okay. All right, next one, next one. Daniel, what's your favorite combo and what line do you use? All right, tough question. <laughs> I've got a lot of um favorites. I don't want to speak too loud and reveal any of them. The rest will hate me for it. No, 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 no. So my favorite brim combo right now, you'll see it in a lot of my videos. It alternates. It it, it generally changes, but it's the edge six to eight pounds, seven foot. The Black Widow. Um, it's a weird rod. I shouldn't be using it for brim. It's got a cast rating of one eighth to three eighth ounce. So can you picture that? It's got a one eighth a three-eighth ounce cast range and what am i throwing on that one sixteenth ounce and i don't know why it casts further 
than all my other brim rods, which are supposed to be in the one to three slash two to four kilogram slot range. Unbelievable rod. And that's paired on to the Daiwa, the current um, Daiwa LT Exist uh, 2000 SP. Now, they don't make the SP. I, I don't think they make the SP or they don't import the SP anymore. They import the um, the the DP one. The um, sorry, the, the the deep the deep spool. That's what it is. The deep spool version. <laughs> Hunter <laughs> Sonica, thank you very much. I'll get to that. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, the deep the deep spool version. The shallow one you you could do away with. I I use that one, but I have barely any backing, so I can understand why for shelling conditions they they changed it and now they're importing the deep version. Definitely a lot better to have more line in the bag. You'd have to use 150 mil, uh, meters of really thin braid to, to fit that on. That's my light stick. My second, well, my favorite medium stick. It comes out sometimes is the G Loomis NRX 6 to 12 pound. I think some of my older audience might know that rod. The 852S, beautiful rod. Absolutely beautiful cork grip, uh, split cork. It's got the craziest blank. It's got the most insane power. It feels like a metal pole, but it weighs like nothing. Hundred and um, hundred one grams is what I weighed it because I I I I weigh it. I weigh my rods just to find out how heavy they are. It's 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 a tad on the tip heavy side, just a tad, but balanced on a Stella. Beautiful. I I, I interchange between the Stella Fi and the Stella Fe. You know the classic one with all the holes in the spool love that reel love that combo um i bring it out for special occasions when i'm chasing jews <laughs> most most probably yeah so they're, they're my two favorites light stick and the the heavier one okay charlie charlie Ch chalita's got a question here for us any tips on catching squid during the day um early morning incoming tide down near the coast anywhere where there's weed hacking great great spot um what else? I like to use ones with rattles early on and bright colors. I want to get that easy bite first up. And if I'm not getting it, then I'll start to change to more natural colors, uh, smaller lures, just trying to get that bite. But yeah, a lot of my videos you'll see, I like, to, I mean, especially if I'm on the boat, I'm starting off when it's still dark, flicking out a really loud y y Yamashita that's got a rattle. And um, sometimes glow, gl glow more so during the night, but early morning, I don't mind just like not throwing a glow one on, just a, just a jig with a bit of sound. Get, get the squid that, that are on the surface, just looking for food to hunt. Get that easy bite first. Get a few casts, you know, span out your casts. I like to use aggressive action early as well, work the shallows. And then as the day wears on, maybe, uh, maybe an hour into it, the sun's up or two hours into it, Go to a smaller profile. Go to a natural, um, yeah, and maybe just alter that technique a bit instead of that really aggressive Japanese igi hop. I work the deeper section with like a slow lift and just keep working it that way. Uh, okay, so next, 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 Jake. So he's replying to the tidies need. Don't actually fish the hawks free. I'm only new to lure fishing, but I've organised to go out with someone that knows the river well. I've always preferred salt. Love my flatties. <laughs> yes, that's right. The tidies neat. Okay, so that's um, Fatima has got a question. Fatima Naif says, Yo, Shroom. Hi, how's it going, Fatima? 
regular regular on my streams. He said she says, Yo, Shroom, I bought the watermelon red Zeman plastic. Please answer this. Can I use it in? Um let's not complicate it first. If you've got the Zeman watermelon red, go to your nearest water, you know, section of body of water. Cast in first and see what happens. Um, you'll be surprised what it can do, what it could catch. I think that if you just had one plastic, maybe maybe the motor oil could fill this role a little bit better. But I'd say the Z-Man Grub, very, very good for um, very good for Sydney in most conditions. Cast that in first. It works in most situations. It'll work in fresh water. It'll work in salt water. Uh, I've no doubt it'll work before, after rain. Now there might be, like I said earlier, before answering another question, depending on, um, depending on the, like say the water level. Sorry, not water level. The rain, you know, the rain that's been coming down from the mountains, the fresh in the system. Maybe another color might be better. But watermelon reds, you're always in with a chance. So give it a go. Justin Yeo, uh, Yeo uh, asks opinion on Berkeley Ranger plastics. Um. They have the biggest range by far, by far the biggest range. Um, I don't know how many gulp plastics there are, first of all. They've got everything in the gulp range and almost doubled up in the power bait range. And there's like lures that aren't even in any particular range at all. Just trying to think about them. There's just so many lures in the plastics range. I think Berkeley have the most by far out of all the brands. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but every time I'm at these shops and I have a look around, they've got, you know, trout pellets for, you know, they've got like trout eggs for, you know, you know, those, you know, those containers with those little round balls. They've got, um, weird shapes for this and that. They've got, um, swim bait style plastics. They've got the whole range of gulp and pretty much the same range doubled up in the power bait range as well. Can't beat it. They've also just brought out the gulp, um, that gulp tube as well. Actually, Joel, Joel regular on the channel, he sent me a picture just um, last night. And he, I think it was last night or early, early this morning, tube of um, a tube of gulp scent, gulp scent. Everyone knows how good that gulp scent is. I wonder what it's like. So I think I might, I might get that too. So yeah, shout out to Berkeley. They have a crazy, crazy range. I mean, there's no way I fished all the plastics. I've come, I, I guess I've come close to fishing all the Z-Man range. And um, maybe maybe a bit less on the Shimano range. They've got the Biotuff, and I haven't quite done quite as much on the Biotuff range, but definitely all their regular stuff. They're one of the first, um, one of the earlier brands to have like lures in all, you know, all the patterns, regular tails. I've used them all. All their prawn ones, their whip baits when they came out. I start like I said. I started on the regular, the 40, 40 millimeter. I think it's a forty millimeter uh, bloodworm regular. Can't beat a classic, classic lure. Um, if you're gonna start fishing plastics, that's one lure that you could start with. They don't last long. Dynamite though, dynamite on the brim. And uh, what else? They brought out some. Um, yeah, the swim bait style ones with the hook through the back. I've used those as well. Yeah, the whip baits. I think I mentioned that. Then they brought out the prawn lures. I don't know if there's any new new patterns in the range right now, but the Berkeley, uh, sorry, not the Berkeley, the Shimano Biotuff range, definitely they look the goods. Um, they're not quite as hyped though. I, I don't see too many people using using them. I've got quite a few in the bag right now. I want to throw a few of them. I've got some clear ones. 
the the um the quality of the lures the build quality i don't know if that's the right right phrase for it it's like build quality is kind of like referring to phones <laughs> the build quality on on those lures exceptional exceptional on the biotuff love it i don't know why they're not the, not more popular maybe um it's a it's a question to do with marketing all right let's keep going down here <laughs> so yeah hi hunter how's it going hope uh, glad to see you here tonight um yeah thanks for you know all, all the messages on instagram thanks for being a long-term supporter and i can see you're still still pushing the <laughs> still pushing my brand there thank you very much i i totally agree with this comment just uh just to let you guys know no 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 thank you very much um i'll be gracious here <laughs> definitely no no beast <laughs> uh fatima says yo that's uh, that's suspect i think so but thank you very much hunter appreciate the comment appreciate the love guys you guys yeah having fun in the chat I, lo I, lo I love to see that all right hunter says best chance for squids uh sun sunset or sunrise i think sunrise generally pips sunset um i've had some good sessions probably about an hour out or two hours out uh with with a calamari squid yeah definitely but sunrise i find it's a it's a it's a bit easier Probably because the wind is a lot lower as well. Generally, once that wind picks up, your the conditions might be the same, but you're battling the wind as well. Hunter says, otherwise useless from my experience. I mean, yeah, you can catch them during the day. Definitely during the day as well. But you might have to enter a grind phase. That that, that That's probably the word. You, you, you might be grinding for them. Unless you're on a boat, you could probably grind some better areas. But land-based, you might feel like a complete grind. Um, Lachlan Marker says, hi, Shroomy, catch a pike uh, fishing video. I, I, I mean, I don't know how one would target target them, but um, if I ever get one, I'll, I'll, I'll put one up for you, mate. I'll definitely put one up. Anthony Cal Calabro says, hi, Shroom, love your videos. How far do you think you need to cast to catch a fish on soft plastics? Well, sometimes you don't need to cast very far. Sometimes you only need to cast at your feet. So don't think that distance is what's restricting you. Uh, it definitely 100% helps if you can get a long cast out there. But you can catch so many fish casting within two meters of the bank. Yeah, just, just two meters. Two meters, you would catch plenty of brim, plenty of flathead. Um, obviously, one reason why you may not catch them at your feet is because you're standing on top of the fish. So what can you do? You can cast at an angle. I think if you look at some of my videos where I'm working the bank with a hard body, for example, like everyone knows that a hard body isn't working the water the instant it hits the surface. You're going to have to take a few wines, get it down to the depth. Then you're working the sweet spot. And some of these ones, I'm just casting pretty much two meters out and just casting adjacent to what I see seem to be uh, rocks encrusted in oysters or some, you know, some interesting sand or whatever it is that I'm casting at. And I, and, and I do hook up. So you don't need to cast out that far. You definitely don't need to go hit the gym and um, do some shoulder exercises. Def yeah, definitely not. I know in my videos, I put the biggest cast in. And I, get, I, I toot my horn every time I do because it feels good when you get that massive cast out. But you definitely don't need to cast very far. 
Justin Year says, I'm going to keep the questions rolling through. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, um, have you fished uh, Byron Bay? No, unfortunately not. Heading up for schoolies, but might sneak out. Yeah, definitely, definitely sneak out. Let me know how you go. I haven't fished it before. I'm interested to know what the fishing there is like. Definitely better than Sydney, right? But maybe with the holiday crowds, a different story. Fatima Nayi says, Shroom, have you seen the Akuma? DSA 80 surf reel. It's a beast. And yeah, I'm going to buy it. Oh, okay. Hang on. I have put the wrong comment up. Yeah. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen it. You don't like, yeah, you definitely don't need the best gear um, to go fishing. Sounds like a good reel. I, I might, I might look into it, see what it's all about. Fatima. Daniel, Daniel says, what's your favorite scent? Tried gulp seems, seems okay. All right. Okay. Um, what does it smell like? I asked Joel what it smelled like and he said it smelled like victory. So I don't know what, uh, what that smells like. I think it was just like, a <laughs> try to G me up. Um, my favorite scent has been S factor. It doesn't go off. It seems to work. I've caught plenty of Jewfish on them and that's my litmus test. My litmus test is if it, if I think that it's working to some nth degree, big or small, on Mulloway, then I have faith that it's doing something good. That's my favorite scent. There are some other really good scents out there. Procure makes a really good scent as well. But I seem to navigate and gravitate towards the S factor. I like the tubes that it comes in. I like the way that it's applied. It's um it's I guess it's a bit like Vaseline. It's like a cream. You just put it on there. It doesn't dribble off the lure. Seems to stay on for a dozen casts. I like to um, apply it to the side of the lure. And if, for example, if it's like a Z-Man and it's got like a ridge underneath a belly, I like to just slide a bit under there as a, like a slow release mechanism. I really like that. That's um, that's my favorite scent so far. But then again, everyone's experiences are different. I want to try this gulp one, see what it's all about because I know the gulp lures, that's next level. Those, you know, th those lures get pecked to bits and they must be edible to some for in some form, whether it's you know the scent or the what they're impregnating, you know the you know the gulp actual material with, but the fish love it. I mean, even if you're dead sticking it, you generally won't get Z-mans and um, squidgies getting pecked to bits. But yeah, no no doubt the gulp gets shredded, so it's got to be edible. It might have some nutritional value to the fish on some level, and if um if it's due to that. Or if it's due to the scent, I want to know because if it's in that bottle now, <laughs> that's the best of both worlds. I've, I mean, I thought about getting Z-Man's, getting like a pin, and just like pricking the plastic, and then you know get get that tub of tub of gulp juice and just soak it in overnight, soak that plastic in, just get it wafting in there, and see whether that does anything. What do you guys reckon? <laughs> that would be killer. All right. All right, okay. Oh, just lost um, where I was in the chat. Um, next question, next question. Nicholas, Nicholas Cook. Z-Mans, he says, Z-Mans are ever dependable. My only opinion is they do the two and a half inch minnows better than Z-Man does uh, Slim Swims. They do the, okay, so I'm not quite sure which brand they're talking about. They're the Gulp, yeah, I mean, some of the Gulp um, don't have the best action. I find like the Gulps are a bit rigid. And also, 
um, again, I, I don't know what the word is. The build quality, the consistency of the plastic could vary. You got to look at the pack and see that they're not dried up, for example, and they're not bent. The Z-Mans are doing a pretty good job these days. They come in that half clam shell. I find that to be sufficient. Very, very good. Um, oh, there we go. There's, there's the other half of the question. The Daiwa bait junkies. All right, let, let me, let me, um, let me get, gather my thoughts for that one. So, Z-Mans are ever dependent on my own opinion of the Daiwa bait junkies. They do the two and a half inch minnows better than the Z-Man does slim swims. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm not too sure about that. I, I think they're two different lures. They're, they're completely. Too, I mean, in my opinion, they're two different lures. I found that the slim swims were extremely durable. And the colors are bright and the consistency, it's like biting onto a jelly. I really like that when the fish bites onto it. The, the, the bait junkies are more solid in the profile. They're also longer. And the way that they were swimming looked very different. The, the tail shape of the minnow was different to the, to the Z-Mans. I don't know if it's like, I mean, on, on face value, two and a half inch minnow, the name is directly comparable. But when you look into the lure, it's actually not that comparable. It's, I wouldn't even say that that's the closest um, profile to the two and a half inch um, slim swims. First of all, the slim swims are like square. They're a lot shorter and the tail is blocky. It's like a block shape. The, um, the bait junkies have like a round disc and a thin piece of material connecting it to the body and it's double jointed as well. So yeah, completely different lure, completely different colors. I wouldn't know how it would be directly comparable. But yeah, I, I like both of them. They're, they're great. I just wish the price of the Daiwa Bay Junkie would be a little bit more affordable, maybe in the future. Now that it's just come out, you know, with a hype, yeah, 12 bucks a pack, I think it is. So yeah, I, I'll take that. I want to be one of the first to use it, see what it's all about. Use a lure that the fish haven't quite seen just yet. Generally, new lures, new shapes, new colors do better than existing colors and existing shapes. Fish get used to it and they won't take it after a year if it's the one lure that they keep seeing. So it's just like any lure. When blades first came came out, I think they were slaying and they still do slay their fish, slay you know their fair share. But once you know that profile has done its rounds, the fish get used to it. And then it's like different lure types. And yeah, that's that's always been the case. All right, let's keep going. Justin Yeo says, I do love the squidgy biotuff regular 100 millimeter in bloodworm. It's very purple though. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's, um. Is, is it purple like by nature or is it some kind of like a UV reflection? I think I have, I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. It looks real juicy though. That that plastic looks like um, if I hadn't eaten in days, I'd like to take a, like, take a munch out of it. Just like a Z-Man um, grub in watermelon red. It's just something about it where if I look at it and I think to myself, look, if I, if I had to take a bite out of it, would I? It looks good. <laughs> That's not a normal feeling, guys. Um, James Kane, Justin Year, head to the Brunswick. Okay, all right, excellent. Let's keep going. Daniel has got a good question for me here. Favorite squid jig colors? Um, if I had one jig that I had to throw all day, I think it's it's between two. It's the Yamashita with the um, the Yamashita live with the with the cloth that holds its temperature one or two degrees above the surroundings. The the, the name of it um, 
it's escaped my mind like what that technology is. So that one there. Um, I, I guess I like the 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 two and a half, the, the three, the size three. I, I really like the size three uh, jigs in the pilchard color or the natural brown. Between those two colors, I think I've had a few videos where they've just like slayed, like completely slain the squid. It was like so good that I wanted to go back for day two, you know, like it, like literally slayed, slayed the squid, you know, go back for, you know, day two, slay two kind of thing. It was like, got, got me so G'd up. It's like those two colors have done it for me. Now, all the other colors, definitely important. Um, you got to chop and change. You'll pick up one on this color. They won't hit it again. Then you change and suddenly after a few more casts, you pick up another one. But they're my two favorite colors right there. And they're not they're not special, you know. They're just a basic, um, kind of like the basic Yamashita. Not 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 the not the Igis uh, Sudaars, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, the one with the live cloth. But you can get the same color in just a basic, the complete basic one. Great lures, can't go wrong with them. And so, in other words, you you don't have to spend like twenty six bucks or thirty bucks to get, you know, like an Igino from Yamashita or something like that. Some interesting shape that's going to cost you quite a few bucks to, to purchase. You can just get those. I mean, what I should have done, I mean, the squid jigs from Yamashita these days cost a little bit more. I think they're about five for 50 now, or maybe six for 50 at independent tackle stores. But back, back a year or two, I don't know what was happening, but they were being sold for something like um, six or seven for like 42 bucks for a small, for, for a size two and a half and under and size three and up like 45 47 bucks for like six or seven it was ridiculous and you know that's that's so crazy that that kind of price all right james clayton's got to come ahead over to byron rocks if you want to throw big plastics or poppers on the heavy stuff for the chance of big gt or kingfish i, I think that was uh, directed to someone else uh, excellent advice james daniel boothner favorite um squid jig um colors Pink definitely works almost all the time. Tried blue and so disappointed. Ha, ha, ha. Well, um, I love my pink. I like it early morning. I, I mean, pink is supposed to be, I mean, if you go read the charts and you study what the colors are supposed to be for, they they tell you from Yamashita that you've got the undercloth and then you've got like the overcloth, if that's what it's called. And the undercloth determines the time of day or the water condition. So you've got the rainbow cloth, for example, which is like a generic anytime. If you're not sure, use that. You've got like um, the the red cloth, which is supposed to be used for low light conditions, etc., etc. And then you've got like the top cloth, which I think is supposed to be uh, referring to the activity and the feeding patterns of the squid. And also the water clarity as well. Pink is supposed to be a clear water, high activity, high feeding phase for squid. So when they're feeding, pink is supposed to be the go-to color. If the water is a little bit um, uh, dirtier, a little bit murkier, not too murky, of course, because obviously you're not really going to chase um, squid if it's like actually murky. We're just talking about like how far into the water column you can see. If you can pretty much see all the way down to the weed in two, three meters, pink's going to be good. If you can only see about a meter or a meter and a half, or maybe even a little bit less than a meter, orange seems to be the color for that situation. High activity, slightly dirtier water, maybe a bit of, you know, a touch of rain overnight or several days ago. And then um, 
you've got your natural colors, blue and green, for example. And obviously all, all in between. They Every brand makes about 101 different variations of colors and patterns of these color combinations. And it could be two color combinations, could be like 10 color combinations, all that. And patterns as well. You know, you got your stripes, you got your um, half, half, like red head, white body, whatever it is, everyone's got their favorites. But what it's supposed to be is that the natural ones are supposed to be when they're finding it, um, when you're finding the going tough and they're really finicky. So that's that could be why. I mean, you might be fishing during times when um, the squid are either A, tuned onto a color or their activity and the water clarity matches the pink. And that's the spot that you go to. And that's the best um, jig color for that spot. And maybe blue isn't quite it. Maybe the guy next to you using a pink always seems to catch one before you because you've got the blue one. Not to say that the blue is bad. Like I said, if a, a couple of questions ago, asking about my favorite colors, I like the hard to grind colors because, you know, I'm a grinder. When I fish, you guys know I fish long. I can fish long and hard for squid. So generally comes down to picking a color that you're comfortable with to do hundreds of casts on. But yeah, definitely have more than one color in the bag when it comes to squid. Um, yeah, in the videos you see, I just open it up and chop and change several colors. It might be like, like on the video, it might not show up, but um, yes, it might, it might not show up what I'm using, but I might have chopped and changed three, four different colors and a couple of different sizes to get the next, um, to get the next um, fish right there. All right, let's see if we can go a couple more questions. All right, guys, if you're enjoying the show, I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel. Follow me on my social medias. Find me on Insta. Find me on um, TikTok. Find me on Facebook. I always welcome mess. I always welcome any messages that you might you might have, or you know, messages to support anything. Really, I like to do this live stream. So let me know if you guys are enjoying this, finding this interesting. Always send a message. Ask me when the next one is. It actually gets me going. Um, cause I do actually do a lot of preparation just to be starting on time and, um, giving, giving out this show There, there actually is a, a little bit of nerves going on as well, just before I hit live. So that's, that's kind of normal. It's like, you know, you're performing. And also if you guys, you know, want to support me further than that. And some of you, some of you have, I, re I really appreciate all the current, uh, shroom club members. If you want to become one and you want to find out more about it click on the button below this chat. It's that join button that you see on my channel. Have a look there. And obviously, Super Chat also enabled on the channel if that's your thing. All right. Um, let's answer this one. Justin Year says, non-fishing related. What's your heritage? I was born here. Um, I, I'm Chinese. Yeah, born here. So I do speak a bit of Chinese, but my 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 command of the english language is about a million and one times better it's all i've known this country i love this country and i'll i i'll always be here all right trung yuan s factor hands down yeah that's another 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 one for s factor jake another question have have a td hyper two to four kilogram yeah great rod eight 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 pound braid eight pound fluoroliter on a stratic two and a half thousand this okay for flicking plastics or do you recommend a change? Look, um, that sounds like the perfect setup for Sydney. Not not the lighter setup, but you could go a bit lighter on the reel and the line. But 
that is perfect. I, I wouldn't really change anything. If that's the size that you're comfortable with, you could do everything that I'm doing with what you've got there. Just by stepping down maybe to six pound leader, you could cast all the lures that you see on the channel when I'm going, going the light stuff. You can work hard bodies. Um, you can flick all day. It's not gonna wear down your wrist, for example. It's great. Yeah, great combo. And uh, yeah, Stratic, that's gonna go hard. Um, Stratic CI4, Stratic um, FK, Stratic FJ, does, doesn't matter which one. Any any reel is gonna 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 do the job. And the TD Hyper, I've said in a previous video as well. These these um these Daiwa Daiwa rods are really good. They give you, you know, they're bang for buck. They they get you the HVF blank, and you know they they use it all the way up to the Saltiga range. Now it's not quite the same. I think some of the the wrapping might change, but it just tells you wh what they're putting um into this product. They're putting most of the value into the rod blank. And, you know, they're putting a few other things just to make it a rod. But for the price, you can't beat it. One of the rods that I recommend as well. Dan Daniel says, thanks, mate. Very informative. Thank yeah, thank you very much. And Ibrahim Ismail, what's a good die reel to buy? Well, pl plenty plenty of um, plenty of reels. What's your what's your budget? Louis Maverick Shroom, have you... Hey, hi, how, how's it going, Louis? Thanks for, thanks for joining the stream. This is one of our, uh, one of our members here. You ever fished in Port Stevens or heard much about how it fishes going there for Christmas, hoping to target Balagics off the rocks, long-tailed tuna would be a dream. That would be my dream too. Absolutely. Hope you get them, Louis. Um, I think Port Stevens is great any time of year besides the regular school holiday period. From what I've heard, it's going to be chock-a-block. So I don't know how many long-tail to go around between everyone <laughs> heading up to Port Stevens, but I have been up to Port Stevens. I haven't wet a line in. I've just gone up there, you know, as a tourist, you know, many, many years ago. But I think last year they were getting um, quite a few, quite a few long tails and they're quite big too. I think they were like 20, 20 kilo plus. So some, you know, some, some decent sized fish out there, decent sized fish. Um, all right, let's let's find the next question. Okay, so Justin Yeo, going back to Louis' question, says, I was at Nelson Bay on the weekend. The Kings are popping off at the break wall at first lights. Wow. That is a report. Wow. All right. If I was there, that's where I'd be right now <laughs> with a big popper with my big saltiga rod. All right. So, Louis, so that's, um, that's what you could do too. So, good luck, mate. <laughs> Um, let's, let's see, do we have any more questions? So we'll go, we'll go for a little bit longer. So I, we've had a great stream so far guys. So hope, hope you've enjoyed it. Normally I go about an hour and a half. I've not even looked at the time and it's now 45. So crazy. It's gone by so quick. The air condition is in, um, it's, it's going over time here. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. So James, 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 gold plastics are actually made of a starch extract. All right, so starch, that sounds like food. It's not plastic. As, as one would um, suspect, you can actually cut them up and use them as bait. Yakas love small pieces of gulp. Yeah, I mean, at some stage, it's hard to say whether it's uh, actual plastic, isn't it? I mean, if, I mean, I'm just going by how, how the fish are taking, taking the plastic. It's obviously some kind of a synthetic matrix, whatever they've done, because it, it, it's still 
it still seems to not go off in air. In liquid, it seems to be all right. In air, it, it shrivels up and becomes hard. And when it does, it's inedible. So I, I'm trying to think of like what actual food that we have that actually does that. I mean, I guess a piece of bread, if it goes off, becomes hard like a brick. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it, it, it pretty much behaves like a bait. So I kind of treat it like one. My experience is that if you want to like lure fish, but with bait, throw out a gulp and just dead stick it, you will get bites. It's, it's insane. It's insane. And you won't really get bites on any other lure besides gulps. All right, we'll go for a couple more questions. Daniel Daniel says uh, best color for soft plastics. There there is no like true best color. It just depends on the conditions and also what's on offer with the type of soft plastic that you're using. Some soft plastics are like using natural colors that mimic you know like white bait or mullet colors. For example, chasing Jews, I can't go past a mullet color. Chasing brim, general purpose fishing. I don't know why I like. I just gravitate towards, uh, you know, watermelon red. Um, soft plastics for flathead. I like using nuclear chicken, which is like red and green. I don't know what in the water is red and green, but it works and it slays the flathead. It's insane. Um, yeah, and you know the list goes on. If I can think of any other plastics, oh yeah. So the um, the three inch power bait minnows, the clear has done the damage for me. It's you know, caught brim, it's caught flathead, it's caught um, queenfish up in New Queensland to 95 centimetres. Ridiculous. That small plastic, 95 centimetres. Unreal. Um, all right, a couple more questions, a couple more questions. Daniel Daniel says, thanks, Shroom. You're a chant keeper of good work. Will do. Thanks for thanks for your support, Daniel. Really appreciate it. Thanks to everyone for your, for your support. Um, I'm only doing this because you guys – you're, you guys always come to my streams and, and watch it. And so that's why I keep coming coming on, coming on just for you guys. Knox says, I think tomorrow is Thursday. Don't forget to upload a top word. Tomorrow is Thursday. Oh, okay. So is that, is, is that trying to G me up to upload a, <laughs> upload a video? Thursday's upload video. Every day is a Thursday, <laughs> a Thursday, guys. Thank you, Knox. Appreciate that. And um, all right, we'll go for one more question. One more true question. So Shroom says, can you go fishing with AK and Mike's Fish? I was on the phone with him last night. He asked me to go fishing at the first day that I've got a full day. He wants to do something with me. So a lot of people ask me for a fish, like uh, other content creators. It's just I just don't have full days. And it's just I know that if I fish, it wouldn't make sense unless I could like fully devote my time. But with AK and Mike's, because I've been fishing with him for so long, it's like he's he's more like a friend than a collaborator now. It's like he calls me up just to have a chat about anything really. And so, yeah, I, lo I love the guy. You'll definitely see, you'll definitely see more uh, with the AK and Mike very, very shortly. And yeah, definitely see. If not shortly, definitely plenty of videos in the future. I can't, I won't see that, um, that stopping. All right. I think I might um I might end there, guys. Thank you very much for joining the stream. Uh, thanks to all the supporters. Thanks for all the club members. Thanks to all you guys in the chat. I had a great time bringing this live stream. It was a great success. I hope I made you guys forget about the heat wave. You know, for just under two hours, it's insane. Hope you guys um you know enjoy enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. There's still Still, still time to still time to do stuff. Enjoy the rest of the rest of the evening and tomorrow as well. Um, I always upload on the on the Thursday, so expect. Um, so if you haven't seen my current video, 
I got another one coming up on on Thursday. Every Thursday, another video. But definitely, if you want to see something different, something special, check out my last video. I'm fishing on Botany Bay. I'm fishing on the beach. I've got a couple of cameras going. I really went all out in this one to make it look good. And so far, I think it's yeah, it, it's definitely a good video that you know I'm uncomfortable plugging. I don't normally just say go watch a video, but definitely go check that one out. And guys, if you're new here, I'm Shroom. Subscribe to the channel, hit that bell, find me on the social medias if you want to continue the conversation. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, it's all in my channel page, and I'll be putting it down in the description as well. You can find me there. Um, you want to support me in any other way, become a member, click the join button, have a read and super chat as well. And guys, thanks for your support as always. Have a good night and I'll catch you in the next fishing video. Cheers guys.